0: If she knew that there was a possum over her head, she would never stop. I would be jeebies. I'm gigantor the humanoid. It's disturbing and it's annoying and disturbing. You know how things are sometimes annoying and disturbing? This is one of those. I'm Gigantor the Humanoid. She would never stop. I would be jeebies. It says, you know, Stan glass. I'm in my garage. Here's here's the update with my ankle cancer. Ready? And I don't want to talk about this too much because uh, because I don't. It's disturbing and it's annoying and disturbing. You know things are sometimes annoying and disturbing? Hey, this is one of those. Listen, you know, I have this thing on my ankle that I think is cancer or it could be cancer or I worry that it's cancer. I wake up in the middle of the night. Not really. I never wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up in the morning and I freak myself out that I have cancer and I'm dying. So it kept getting worse and stranger, and I'm right, and I'm looking on the Internet at pictures of cancer, skin cancer pictures, pa- cancer, cancer, any kind of cancer. It's disgusting and horrible, and I think that's what I have. So I make an appointment to see the doctor. Now, because it's on my ankle, I call my podiatrist, my foot guy, right? And the reason I have a podiatrist is because, right, I told you, I got these weird little tears that happen in my feet. I don't know if they're flat feet. I don't know what it is. They're, they're plantar plantar I don't know okay but my plantar tears gets little tears and I get these little bumps they look kind of freaky man like I got polka dot feet I got polka dot feet so I make an appointment to see my podiatrist who is a great guy great great doctor okay and he can't see me for almost a week so my appointment was on uh, uh, I don't know Wednesday, okay. So the idea of a doctor's appointment, and you know, it's the same crap when you take your car in. You, your car is making a sound. Your car's going, right, every time you do, right? And then you go to get it fixed and you're like, well, it's making this sound. Well, what's the sound sound like? And you're, saying, you're like, well, something like that. Could that be the carburetor, the Framus, the ham What could that possibly be? I don't know. And then they drive it around and it's not making a sound. So I go to the doctor. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Okay. Well, what's going on? So I, you know, I tell him, listen, I think I have ankle cancer. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Ah, it's getting better. So he's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> First thing in the morning, really? You're going to do this to me? Because I take off my shoes and my socks. My feet. Look like normal people's feet. They haven't looked that normal since 1989. Uh, uh, I've got the feet of a 20-year-old because I'm in the podiatrist's office. Three days ago, I could barely walk because my knee was hurting. My ankle was hurting. I got plantar fibrosic tearing my flat feet. My I don't know what's going on from where my Chinese shoes. And then I go in there and, and literally I look like a newborn. So he thinks I'm a mental case, which frankly I'm starting to think so too. I'm like ah, but but you know, and I show him my ankle cancer, and he he and he kind of looks at it, and he and 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 what this is what you don't want to happen. What you do want to happen is for the doctor to go, oh yeah, you've got a little uh, that, that's just a little inflammation of your connective tissue. That's not a big deal. That that's going away. Yeah, that'll be gone. But instead, he goes, well, yeah, hmm, and he keeps rubbing it, and he's kind of looking at it, and he's rubbing it. Clockwise now, counterclockwise, vertical, horizontal, pushing on it. And I'm like, yeah, it looked a lot worse a week ago, and uh, you know it hurt a lot more a week ago. So it's you know, it's getting better. He's like, Yeah, but have you have you put any ointment on it? No. Have you been scratching it? No. So you haven't been scratching it or picking, there wasn't anything on here that you picked off, no. And he's got that concerned look. That look of not whole concern but concern. He's got enough concern on his face that I would be comfortable playing poker with him because I know he's not going to bluff. Like this guy isn't right now. Maybe if it, maybe if he really thought it was something, maybe he would have a better poker face, but right now he does not have a good poker face. He's got at least three of a kind and I got a uh, ankle cancer. So he says, listen, I don't think this is anything but i'm a little you know i want to keep an eye on this thing and he, he points to the, this little tiny remaining dark area and i'm telling you my it's healed i mean it really is for the most part it's healed but he, but he says i do want to keep you know an eye on this little bit here so I'll tell you what come back in 2 weeks and if it's i want to see it and i want to see it and if it's gone or if it looks different or whatever then i'm not going to worry about it and and you know just in case you know, just in case, listen, uh, you know, I'm being casual while I say this. I'm moving my hands around. I am I got a big smile. Listen, and just in case, if I don't like the way it looks, then we'll give you a shot uh, and uh, we'll cut out a core of your ankle foot. And we'll send it to the lab just to see if it's carcinoma. <laughs> you know, hey, listen. Carcinoma, you know, or a melanoma, whichever the bad one is. We just got to make sure that it's not uh, one of those. A carcinogenic melanoma, wh- whichever. Listen, it could be. Uh, you know, you could have ankle cancer. No, in my logical, intelligent brain—the brain that remembers that this used to look bad and now it's not looking bad, and and, and, and that it's healing—and and cancer doesn't heal. Cancer does not heal. That's why it's cancer. That's kind of the main property of 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 cancer. I mean, isn't that essentially what cancer is? Cancer, a cancerous cell, is a cell that isn't healing. It's just dead. It's dead. Or worse, it's it's multiplying, right? That's cancer. So obviously something that's healing, right? Please? Okay. But see, what I would really like is uh, certainty. Or at least as much certainty as we had. So I say, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you could take it right now. You could take the core out right now. Jack, honestly, you could take it out with a plastic spoon from the Froyo place and I'll just bite on my thumb. I don't give a crap. Can we j- send it today? Well, no, I want, you know, I want to wait for two weeks. Two weeks. But see, in two weeks, okay, here's the thing. In two weeks, doctor, um, how could I put this? I, I could be dead. If I have, an- couldn't ankle cancer kill me in two weeks? Or at least insanity kill me? Couldn't I die of some sort of panic attack in two weeks? Because even though my logical brain sees that it's healing and knows that it's not cancer, I have had, in the irrational part of my brain, fear of dying of cancer since I was about mm, 11. Because see, when I was 11, or however old I was, I might have even been younger, I don't know, when I was young, my uncle died of cancer at the age of 32. And since then, I thought I would be dead at 32. My whole life, I thought in the way back of my mind, you know what? By the time I'm, th- I'm I'm going to die of cancer. Now, 32 came and went. It turns out I didn't die at 32 of cancer. Cancer, uh, yeah. No, skipped me. But it's still, right? It's still there. It could get me. Even though, you know, we're 30 years later, however many years later this is since my uncle died. Right? Treatments, options, this is, that's, all that. And plus, I don't really have ankle cancer. All adds up to not worrying about it. But two weeks, doc, seriously? Tell you what, take my whole foot now. Just to be safe. Listen, just to make sure you've got your margins. Can we just take my whole foot now? two weeks now now it's it's up to me though it's up to me how the two weeks go really right because i can think about it all the time and drive me crazy drive myself crazy and then at the end of the two weeks find out that um it really is just some sort of uh, inflammation of connective uh, tissue or i can um, uh, not So as I'm driving home from the doctor's office and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Dan, you can either drive yourself crazy or you can just write not, which is it going to be? And I'm sitting at a a red light. I'm sitting at a red light on Overland on my way home. And it's one of those where you're not really in the car, you're really... Uh, you know, you're in your car. You're in a hospital bed. You're at your grandmother's house. Uh, 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 you're in your at your wake. You're, you're, you're like, everywhere, and the cars on the sides go, and so. There's just part of your brain that is paying attention and the other part is not paying attention. And the part of your brain that's semi paying attention lifts your foot off the brake. Then another part of your brain goes, jackass, you got to look first. And then your head goes up and you realize the person ahead of you isn't actually moving and you slam on the brakes. Now, I think I only moved about an inch. And I didn't think I hit the car ahead of me because I slammed on the brakes with such force. The car stopped immediately to the point where, you know, it's motion. It kind of lurched almost like up and down. You know, like when you slam on the brakes, your car just kind of goes down sometimes. Have you ever done that where you, you're not really moving, so the car doesn't really go forward. It just kind of goes down and then up and then it's all over. Well, that's kind of what happened. And then then the car ahead of me went and then I went and I was like, ah. Uh, what just happened? Did I did I hit her? Or not? It didn't feel like it, but the brakes and the slamming and the up and down, I don't know what's going on. And she pulls over. And she's saying something. And I'm saying, did I hit you? And she's saying something. So I pull over. On busy, busy Overland. and I t- yelled to her, are you okay? Cuz that is my big concern is like, did you just like completely rear end this woman? So she says, "No, I'm okay. I'm okay." But um and she's a little torqued up, but a little nut, and she's like, well, "But you scratched the back of my car." And I go around and and yeah, and I think what happened was I should have just hit her. <laughs> not really, but you know what I mean. See, if I had hit her, then her bumpers would have just hit each other and her bumper would have gone a little bit and mine would have gone a little bit and that would have been it. But I think what happened is because I slammed on the brake, the car went down and then up and it scratched, I think probably with my license plate, the back of her car, her Ford, you know, whatever, small SUV thing. Well, I immediately just zen out like, listen, Okay. Nothing we can do. We got to just, right. I'll be right back. I got to go get my insurance card. I go get the insurance card and I realize I'm blocking someone's driveway and I'm in uber nice mode, man. I'm like, hey, you know, because I've hit this woman or I've scratched her car at least. And I say to her, hey, listen, um, here's my insurance card. If you want, go ahead and hold on to that. I feel like I should move my car because I'm blocking the driveway. I want to pull up behind that boat. There's a boat on the street there. She says, no, 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 let's just do this quickly because I'm on my way to an MRI. And um, I don't want to be late. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, my head is just like, I've got ankle cancer. I've got two weeks to sit and wait and not think about this stupid thing and I know I'm gonna mind myself and this poor lady, I'm scraping the back of her Ford. White lines, like, they look like fingernail marks down the green backside of her car and she's on her way to an MRI. Maybe I better just count my lucky stars, as my mother would say. But I was afraid to drive after that I was just so because because I because I felt I still continued to kind of feel disconnected from my brain, my body they were completely separate things. I couldn't keep my brain I was just thinking about too many things. And when you do really start, like really, and listen, I really don't think I'm dying. I'm, I'm uh, to, um, again, the really serious, like rational part of me. I don't think anything's wrong at all, actually. But w- you know, when I when I wake up, I I can, if I'm not careful, right away, start really mind uh, myself. And if you really start. To really examine your life and really examine what you're doing and what you're not doing, it's pretty sobering because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you, hey, listen, what if today was the last day you had to live or whatever? You know, what if, uh, you know, this or that or whatever? I live my life like I got all the time in the world. I mean, I really do. I'm such a procrastinator. Such a little worry ward. I spend so much time just doing absolutely nothing, really. I mean, compared to everything that I want to be doing. I mean, it'd be easier if I didn't want really to do anything, then I'd be fine. Listen, I'm not, right? I'm accomplishing everything I want to accomplish, which is really very little. But that's not how it is. I want to be, there are a lot of things. But it's it's weird to... You know, re, like almost really face it, like really get a little closer to it, and really look and go, "Wow, what if?" I mean, what if really, like, no kidding around. And you even think about it. Just think about it, just for a second, because because you know people that have died. You know people that have gotten sick and then you know, gone, right? Just gone. A friend, a very good friend of ours, just had heart. I I mean, do you still call it surgery? She had a heart procedure just yesterday. She came through it with flying colors, but it's just one of those things like for two years or whatever, the doctors kept saying, listen, baby, you got to get your heart fixed. And she's like, I know, I got to get my heart fixed. Like she, I'm sure, had to face it, like really face it. So what if, if like in real life, not as an acting exercise, or you're in an argument. Someone you know wants to punish you or put things in perspective. Well, what if you only had a year? And then, like, no, 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 like really, what would you do if you only had a year, let's say, to live, or three months, or whatever? What would you What would you really do? because i think the cliche thing is like well i'd go i've never been to paris i'd go to paris and i'd i'd go skydiving and uh, i'd um uh, you know run with the bulls in pamplona you know all 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 that crazy kind of stuff and and for me that's i don't think that's true at all i don't think i would want to go to paris because i've never been there so it's too late to go to paris I have no emotional connection with Paris. What, I'm going to fly to Paris now? Now that i got three months to live, I'm going to fly to Paris to create some new emotional attachment to Paris? I'm just going to die. I think I would go, like, I think I would go everywhere I ever lived. Everywhere I ever went to school, everywhere I ever worked. Everywhere I ever just like frequently did anything, I would just retrace my steps, I think. See where I grew up, where I went to high school. Go back to college. Visit old apartment buildings. And just try to add it all up. Confirm it, affirm it. kiss it goodbye because that's your life your life isn't running with the bulls or you would have done that by now you'd already have an emotional connection to that right now And and if your life is running with the bulls then you better do it so when the day comes when they give you your notice, when you got your pink slip, right? You got two weeks before you got to plop, you know clock out. Then yeah, you can go say goodbye to the bulls. What's left in life for you to do that you haven't done yet? Now what I find kind of disturbing for me is the things that I want to do you know, like if if I was really going to kick it, I'm like, ah, all right, whatever. I guess I didn't get a chance to do that. You know what I mean? Like right just this second because I'm kind of, you know, I'm having some momentum issues. For me, it's the kids. For as hard as it is to raise kids sometimes or hard, as hard as it is for me to raise kids sometimes. For you, it might be a breeze for me sometimes it's a struggle. I'm just not the parent that I wish I was. I don't have the time that I wish I did or the focus or the relax, you know, whatever. I'm definitely not parent of the year. But when it's all said and done, I want to see them grow up. That is the thing that would break my heart. It wouldn't break my heart to never have uh, written the great American novel or directed a film or gone to Paris or run with the bulls. None of that, you know, if I was lying in a hospital bed right now and everybody was standing over me crying, I'd like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know. But it would crush me to not see the kids get older. And I know I'm not going to see them forever. That's impossible. Obviously, I want to die before they do. Oh, my God. But, and I can't put a figure on it. I really can't. But I want to see them as adults. I want to see them grow up and I want to see them learn I want to see them love and be crushed succeed and fail I want to see it all then I'll go and if they have to take my leg then so be it Uh, you know that That was kind of the show um, I probably should check the time I gotta go get tea tonight uh, You know Hudson's going out To see Shrek tonight With some friends So I gotta pick up A early And what what were, what were we gonna talk about Although we geeked out Last weekend at JPL JPL The Jet Propulsion Laboratory Slash NASA They've got this big compound Up in uh, La Kenyatta Flint Ridge Which is kind of near here Kind of not But kind of near here Half hour away Hour I don't know We went up there and geeked out. They have an open house once a year for two days. Well, they literally just like, all right, everybody come on in. And they they have all these demonstrations, these films, and these rocket scientists standing around everywhere doing demonstrations and showing stuff and giving... It's it's nuts. It's just nuts. And there's so many people there, we barely got to see anything. But I got to tell you, just to walk around NASA, JPL, we're just like, oh, my God, this is science fact. Totally geeking out. Anyway, yeah, we. I just next we're gonna go next year. We might even go for two days, but we gotta just be there. At the crack of dawn, go all day. You know, we just we had friends coming and we got to lay da, da da The whole thing. It, it was really wild.
1: Hey, Dan. This is Brad P from NJ, and I too am suffering uh, the annual nasal issues that I encounter. And uh, I have two words for you, sir: uh, nose gargle. If you can track down a neti pot somewhere out there, and my guess is in good old Kooky California, you should be able to find something, because here in Kooky New Jersey, we have our Kooky people shops, and uh, so I, I have a neti pot, and uh, you take the neti pot, and you put some salt water in it, warm salt water, and you pour it in one of your nostrils, and it runs out the other side, and then you pour it in the other nostril, and it runs back out the other side, and it cleans out all that sinus, stuff and all that dust and pollen and other stuff you've got in there so uh, it may actually help clear up some of the congestion you've got going on and uh the reason that i do it is because i uh discovered that if i don't clear up the nasal decongestion that it just gets worse and then i get you know then i gotta start taking the antibiotics and then i hate that stuff So, uh, just medical disclaimer, obviously I am not a physician, uh, so please take any advice with the full, you know, intent that free advice costs and, uh, you know, consult any other medical person if you feel this in any way, shape, or form might endanger your physical person blah, 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 blah. Um, All that stuff, you know, I'm not liable if you stick the nitty-pot too far up your nose. So, Dan, thanks for uh, thanks
0: for doing your show. Long-time listener, multi-pound caller. And uh, stay safe, and uh, be nice to the fish. Bye. All right, uh, 888-315-5753 is the phone number to call if you want to uh, be included in the show. Thanks for listening, uh, as always. Now, you've been listening, of course, to the shorter, freer version of The Bitterest Pill. Uh, On this one, the whole thing, I mostly talked about uh, death. I don't know what you just heard, but I talked... Well, first of all, I had to move these pavers, and um, a lizard was threatening to bite me, and then I talked a lot about uh, the the possum wars and uh, and that catching the lizard and then talked really mostly about my ankle cancer i hit someone slightly scraped someone with my car maybe little kind of fender bumper and uh you know whatever that we talk a lot about that dying Okay, but if you want to hear the whole thing each time, uh, instead of these free nuggets, just go to TheBitterSpill.com and look around for premium pill subscription stuff. But that's really not the main thing. The main thing is thank you for listening, as always, to The Bitter Spill. Please tell a friend if you want to write me. I'm at uh, pill at danclass.com. D-A-N-K-L-A-S-S. Or uh, give me a ringy dingy dingy at 8883 155 Ah, this has been the bitterest pill. Thank you so much for listening.